What is your least favorite word? Poop. Oh. <laughs> Probably opportunity, because I can't say it. <laughs> Mine's moist. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Strange Flavors. This is brought to you by Olive Theory. My name is Faraz, a.k.a. Farosti. I'm Danny. I'm Rashad, a.k.a. The Sauce Kid. We're missing Brandon today. He'll be joining us, hopefully, next week. So, if you want to email us, our email is strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us anything you like, any critique on the show, or if you want to be on the show, any questions you have for us. And also you can send your music because we do use it in the transitions and the outros. I am performing at different shows uh, with Shimmer around the DMV area. That's actually why we didn't have an episode last week. We got booked for like three consecutive shows in a row. But they were a lot of fun. We went to, Ta- or we went to UMBC, uh, Goucher. University of Maryland and they were all like super fun a lot of people came up and uh, had seen us online and then met us in person so that was a lot of fun and we got one coming up this Saturday May 6th Uh, we're back at Towson and then we finish off on May 13th with a charity show the Citizens Foundation charity show in Washington DC May 13th so it's been an awesome round of different shows I think we uh, got a bunch of energy from just being out meeting all these people and and we're dropping videos new videos soon we just dropped a shape of you parody called round roti about how uh do you guys know what rotis are i saw that video i was wondering it looked very similar to like a crepe is that what it is it's not a crepe what is it it's like how do you describe roti it's just like it's like a giant the closest thing i can say it's bread (laughs) do you know what non bread is no i've heard of it yeah okay so we eat bread or rice with like every meal. So roti is like like a flour tortilla, except not. So it's like a crepe with no it's not syrup a crepe. on it's it. Not a, so you use it. You use it to eat like I'll break off a piece of the roti, which is the bread, and I'll grab like chicken with it or potato or peas oh, or okay. beans. I'll like scoop it up with it and eat it. Okay, so it's sense? essentially like a tortilla chip like a not a chip but well yeah you know like the soft thing yeah anyways (laughs) the the parody is about the shape of the roti because we're trying to say that like you know there's nothing like your mom's roti like your mom's food right so instead of shape of you by ed sheeran it's uh like round roti we have a parody um two parodies dropping this week a mask off parody Uh uh-oh instead of mask Mm -hmm. off it's pissed off so it's about how like in our culture you're expected a lot of times to be a doctor or an engineer and it's about like it's these two dads which are me and shimmer and we're pissed off because our like one of our sons didn't become a doctor um and then we have tunnel vision parody oh, man. <laughs> instead of tunnel vision it's uncle vision uh instead of like little kodak i have little yusuf who's a friend of mine and he's like walking around with a girl, and you guys know Ahmed. I think so. Yeah, he's in like all the videos. He plays mm-hmm. like the yeah. dad or the mm-hmm. uncle in all the videos, and he's following Yusuf around, like coming out of nowhere. And instead of like tunnel vision, it's like these uncles got uncle vision. <laughs> so, excited to drop those. Um, yeah. So what's going on with you guys? What's new? Well, I'm getting ready to purchase a new car tomorrow. I'm very very hey, excited. Right now. What kind of car? Um, well, I desperately, desperately have wanted a Jeep Wrangler ever since I was like enough, old enough to spot one and know what it is. But um, we went to the dealership and the guy who owns the dealership is actually my dad's friend. And my dad told his friend to convince me not to get a Jeep. So he did do what my dad asked him to. And I am getting a Ford Escape. <laughs> Which Wait, so you're not, get, you're not getting the Jeep? Oh. No, I'm not I thought this was a story about she finally yeah. got her dream car. Oh. Well, I am getting a dream car because now I saved twice as much money and I have like a cute little mom SUV kind of car. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were going to have the Jeep and then you'd be in the Jeep culture. Yeah. When Jeeps drive by each That's other, they I all want. like They like wave. wave. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, I had a friend that got a Jeep specifically because he wanted to wave to people. And people do that. <laughs> people do that. Everybody in the Jeep knows they have a little click. It is a little click. Oh, I wish I was a part of it. But you know what? I'm saving money and it was the proper choice and I can't wait. And the bank actually, they complimented me on my credit score. So wow. if you uh, need help with financial saving, How do you get, how do you get your credit score up? Um, well, I worked really, really hard. I kind of like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like the great Gatsby. So <laughs> I literally, yes. I just worked so hard and paid every single bill that I've ever had on time. And, um, I usually try and pay it in full. So you're I just, never, you're just using your credit card a lot, but then just paying mm-hmm. the bills on time. Yeah. I never, I'll never spend something that I don't have, even if I'm using the credit card. That's kind of That's a my... problem that I have. I hate using the credit card. <laughs> yeah. I used to be really good with that. But then after a while, my spending habits got really bad yeah. and I ran my balance up very high. Yeah. The interest rate. So on credit cards, I'll, I'll like pay it. I'll pay more than the minimum and then it'll come back to me. It's another hundred dollars. I'm like, what? You, robbing me. They're they are always robbing scamming. me. Mm-hmm. Always on that. That's how they get you. Uh, end of the semester coming up, man. There's been yes. a lot going on, man. I, Thank I, God. I need a break. But I'm also uh, planning a trip to Ocean City. It's like the first time I've ever done anything like this before. Just like gathering everybody and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to stay at. Just me, like. I just feel independent, man. Just, yeah. So yeah. you're going with like a group of friends. We're going with a group of friends. We're going in like the middle of June. So like I'm really excited. We went last year for spring break, but nothing was really open because it was cold and like stuff oh, yeah. was open on the boardwalk. But now we're going for like five or six days this time in the summer. So that's I'm excited, fun. man. Yeah. That's good. You're going around June. I thought you were mm-hmm. gonna say like coming up when it's like senior week for yeah. like the high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> don't man. do that. I definitely will stay away. We'll not be going down there for that. I'm sorry. I love you, high school kids, but can do it <laughs> that's cool yeah i'm so glad the uh the end of the semester is coming up i'm like i don't mind i love being in school i love getting education like i love learning things that i didn't know before but when it comes to other students and the way that they like handle their class talk to the professor i'm just like screaming in my head literally mm-hmm. like this is i'll share one thing with you in one of my classes there's this girl that anytime somebody says something after the professor like asks a question, she'll raise her hand. The professor will call on her and she goes, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, why do you feel the need to raise your hand after somebody has just gone and then get called on and then waste everybody else's time? Be like, yeah, I was going to say that. Like, are you trying to look for approval? What is the reason for that? And she does it every time. And there's other kids that do that too. And that's one of the, like, that just drives me crazy. I'm like, why? I just want to slap them. <laughs> oh my God. It's always other kids. Um, Charlemagne the God just dropped uh, Black Privilege. My friend read it. He told me about it, but I did not read it yet. I ordered it. I am so excited for this book. Do you have any idea what this is? No, I have no idea. <laughs> so I love this guy's, like, philosophy on this whole thing. He says... Success comes to those who create it. Why not take the advantages that you that come with that group of people, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I just think that that's super dope. Like and I, I love that. I totally agree with that because I feel like, like you said, as far as race go, I feel like every race, like you said, has some type of privileges. But I feel like a lot of people inside the race, especially the black race, don't take advantage of the opportunities that they have. And that's me speaking personally as an African American. Like just sometimes i just kind of see it all around me like i just kind of see people of like my own kind you know not really doing anything with themselves and it's just like kind of disappointing because you know like i feel as though like we all can like connect we all can be like powerful on our own but it's like i just see like a lot of laziness a lot of this a lot of that and it just it kind of saddens me because as much as we had to go through you know, throughout all of the years, it's like you would think that would be all the motivation we need to mm-hmm. want to reach higher, to want to be successful. So when I see people of my own kind not doing that, it just hurts me. It mm-hmm. really does. And I think I think what's cool is that when you recognize that there is an advantage to you, it's like the whole premises becomes like no excuses. And I feel like when you set yourself up like the underdog, you have all these things against you. And then you still conquer it like that's so cool because it's like why stop at one point when you're held back a lot more you want to try harder because it's like spoiled kids for example if you're spoiled 
you might not necessarily try as hard in life. I mean, that's, that doesn't go for everybody, but I'm just saying when you don't have a lot to lose, then it doesn't matter. You can go around, you can do a lot of different things. When you are born and you have nothing and your only option is success, it makes you all the better, you know? And it's like, you can, you can look at yourself and I can think to myself, oh my God, I'm a Muslim in America. I should feel sorry for myself. And I hate that. I hate, I hate, like, I would never want to feel sorry for myself. I would never want anybody to feel sorry for me, right? Because then you look at other, you could be in somebody else's shoes. I look at somebody like Ibtihaj Muhammad, who is the first hijab wearing Muslim athlete in the Olympics, in the U.S. Olympics. She was fencing for the U.S. team. And she is Muslim, she's African-American, and she's a female. And on top of that, she wears hijab. Wow. That is, you know, in, in the current state, like that is the biggest target that you could be mm-hmm. for racism, for being stereotyped, for every, in any scenario, like that is the target. And still like she fences with a smile on her face. She met Obama, like representing a lot of people. And it's like, if you look at somebody like that and see, you know, she can conquer all of those things, all of those barriers, then why can't I? And I, so and that's true. what like. I cannot wait to read this book. Like, it's so exciting. I love that. So inspiring. Speaking of race, so I heard the NAV album, like Brandon told me to. Mm -hmm. And NAV is this, like, first kind of big brown rapper, as in, like, he's South Asian. He's got a good sound. He signed to EXO, the Weeknd's label, and he sounds really, really good. I love his music, love who's ever making his beats. But he says the N-word. And I don't like that. It like I heard that and it really made me cringe. When other minorities say the N word, like, what do you think of that? Me personally, I don't think anybody should say it. African Americans shouldn't even really? say it. I don't like the use of the word at all. Honestly, I just because first of all, when we came up, that's that was the stereotype. That's what we were called, you know, during the slavery days, you know. Mm-hmm. So for us to like kind of embrace it nowadays, just I just. It kind of confuses me, mm-hmm. you know. And then not only that, it's like when other people say it. Like I even like I hear different races say it. I hear you know you know white people say it all the time. And like I I personally just don't like anybody to say it. But you know it just I don't know. Man. I just feel like it's like derogatory in, in all senses, whether white people, black people, whatever. I just think the word is just like should just be totally disbanded Mm. it's like i just don't like it i really don't i think people like french montana Mm -hmm. made it okay for like a because he's he's moroccan yeah i I mean he is from africa but i don't know like he's still i just i hate i honestly hate hearing rappers say it as much as Mm. they do and because i feel like that just takes away from the song like if i have to hear you say the n-word every five seconds when it when it defeats creativity, I especially don't like it. Yeah, you're you're using it as space filler. Same with curse words. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it goes with curse words too. If you can use the curse word properly, okay, like good for you. But I look at somebody like Eminem. He doesn't he doesn't use those like fillers. It's a lot more poetic than just you know. Okay, here's let me throw it here because I need another line. Let me throw it here. Yes. I like Nav though. <laughs> I think he's got a good career ahead of him. My manager. At Wa- I work at Waffle House as a server, and uh, my manager found out that I do these like shows, and she found like my YouTube and everything like that, and she's like treats me totally different now. <laughs> I don't like telling people stuff like that, like especially that like you know I don't really I work I go there work a little bit and come back. The only reason I started working there was because I do so much stuff on the computer already, all my schoolwork, all my hobbies, all my like freelance stuff that like, I can't sit on the computer anymore. So I'm like let me just get a like nice waiter job or something like that. So I worked worked at the Waffle House. I don't really like, you know, I'm I'm nice to everybody, but I don't really like say much. Like everybody's always complaining about their problems and everything like that. I'm like, I just kind of listen. <laughs> so then my manager found out because I was like, you know, I can't um, work this weekend because I got a show. And she said, wait, what show? And I was like, oh, no, I mean, nothing. Like, and then she the next time, so like this morning I worked there, and she comes and she goes, oh, Ferrosti. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, so she she's like, you know, uh, I rap too. Oh my gosh! And she starts showing me a bunch of these raps. Oh my god! And it's like diss tracks to all the employees. Are you serious? That work there, oh and she god. goes by Thug Nasty. She's oh this white girl, like 
she goes by Thug Nasty. And she's like, yeah, I can lay some bars down like if you ever need. I was like, <laughs> what? Wow. I just found it so funny. <laughs> Speaking of rap and all that kind of stuff, uh, we can further this conversation with today's guest on the show who is, he goes by the name J-Dog. His name is Joey Dixon. Yeah, let's talk to him. Let's see what he's all about. Let's see where he's trying to take his rap career. Everybody, please welcome they have cherry dr pepper right, too. i don't want to try that's that. really? also good it is, Ooh, a, it is i really had to try good. that um this man came in here with a raptors jersey t-mac raptors t-mac throwback are you the ovo are you from toronto Nah, oh man I, if i was from toronto I, I feel like i would be saying more a's but um i mean what do you mean more a's no canada a eh? you know like just like the <laughs> the whole stereotype but like nah I, i'm from uh i'm from around here but i spent a lot of time in baltimore county growing up so i kind of developed a little bit of an accent a little bit is that, is that the Baltimore accent coming out right now? Well, my my uh, O's and R's kind of sound out. So, like, Baltimore, like, you hear it. You hear it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. It's slight, but it's there. It are you there. I've, Are you doing that on purpose, or? No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to one of my professors, Wayne Hepler. He, he pointed it out to me, but to me, it just sounds like my voice. So How long have you lived in Baltimore? Um, personally, never. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but hanging out around the area, um, probably almost my whole life. What do what do you guys think that like people around here say mostly? Somebody told me that around the West Coast, people say "yikes" a lot. Like every time I hear, I think West Coast, I immediately go to like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like you know, you guys know what I mean. Like you know what I mean a little bit. Like that no, like come on, homie. Like like get in the car, homie. Like <laughs> I think of like Cali girl. Like, the like, car. like 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 yeah. You know, like, I think people around here say like a lot. Too, they do though. say they like do a say lot. like. I a my lot. sister like texts like. Ridiculous. She takes the time to text like in her text. It's so weird. Okay, so no, now it's like and oh my god. Yes. Like, oh my god. I think that's just like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily. Are you texting right now? I am not texting. What are you doing? I I was. Have some respect for the show, bro. <laughs> I I no no. It's this girl I'm talking to. So she went no. I, yeah, a little love interest. Yeah. Ooh, tell tell us more. <laughs> okay, well then tell us more. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened, right? Oh, here we go. It's a Tinder story. Ooh. Oh, it God. gets it gets might be deep. good, man. It is it it is good like. Out of nowhere, like I'm, I'm just looking through my likes, and like this girl like like me, so I'm like, all right, let's just spark up a conversation, let's be casual about it. So like we're getting into this conversation, she's super chill. Out of nowhere, I'm still, still remind you, I'm acting casual. I'm literally just talking the most casual way possible. She asked me for my number. She asked me for my number. So there's a there's a key right there, major key alert. Um, Here's how I here's how I think of like the Mac game. I feel like it's more related to music than pe- most people think. Like you know how songs have like a certain tempo, and everything like that. Some have the little dun 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 dun. dun I have the literally others. no idea what you're talking about <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> I have no idea. Like what you know, is it? like. <laughs> so here, it's my way to explain it. It's my way to explain it. So like, like where did this go? <laughs> she asked me for my number. Basically, she asked me for my number after we started talking a little bit on Tinder. We've been done. we've been texting ever since, man. <laughs> wait, wait, so you met her on Tinder? I did meet her on Tinder. Oh, surprisingly, wow! Like, wow. Found a keeper on Tinder. It's a keeper? Like, she, I she, feel like it's a keeper. Yeah. How long have you guys been texting? We've been texting. Oh, that's a great question. Um, have you met her in person? I have not met her in person, but she wants to meet in person. What if she's a catfish? I highly doubt she's a catfish. Yo, speaking of that, did you see Neve was in the area? Yeah, yeah. Neve was in Abingdon yes. from Catfish. Yeah, somebody really? got Catfish in Abingdon. What? Joey, That's wild. Was that you? It wasn't me. <laughs> oh man, it would have been cool. I would have been on TV. I would have been saying, "Hey, mom. Hi, dad. Hi, guys. I'm on TV." All right, listen. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the attention for you to finish the story. Let's <laughs> no. talk about your. Let's talk about your name. Where did you get J Dog from? Well, that that's an interesting story. So I started free. I started. I didn't start writing lyrics. I started freestyling. And that was like the end of ninth grade. 
So, like, 10th grade comes around, and my friend Hunter, who started me on this kind of path journey, I'll give him props. Um, <laughs> path journey. Path of journey to the music realm. Um, he said, yo, so what's your name going to be? It's like, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. So, like, of course, my name, my my, like, my first name's jo- Joey. My first name's Joey. So I thought, no, let's just take out the O-E-Y. Let's leave J. And growing up, I always had a dog. I never had a cat. <laughs> So like I was like I'm real, I'm a dog person so I was like you know what J dog sounds kind of nice that has a little bit of a ring to it I'll keep it what and a then, story that I mean I was expect I wasn't expecting that much that was <laughs> that was a lot more than I was expecting actually it came out of no, it, like it just it just bit. stuck it just stuck with me and it's been kind of a trademark ever since you were struggling at the beginning with a lot like being taken seriously um, oh when you first gosh, started out. Yeah. Have you progressed? Where are you now? I most definitely, I would say I most definitely progressed because when I first started out, I was just using my map, my laptop. My, I have a Lenovo. I still have that Lenovo to this day. And I was using the built-in mic on that. And that's not, that's terrible quality for recording. And I was using Audacity because I didn't have like, I didn't really have a job at that point. So I didn't have the money to like get like a cool software or anything like that. So what I would do was I was already downloading music. Uh, off the internet for some time so like i would just start going finding beats i would start looking for beats and just recording at on audacity and it came back and backfired on me because (laughs) it was always like a lag for the voice to go into the software so it was always off beat my lyrics were always off beat and some of them sometimes it landed on a good note sometimes it landed on a bad note but since then like more toward like middle of 10th grade year a cup like our friend Riley. By the way, it's Riley's birthday. I want to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Riley. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Riley. <laughs> Real Stafi Kayer, Mr. Mayor. Um, <laughs> he uh, he came up to me because he noticed I was like getting a little bit of attention in school from a little from uh, people in my class. He was like, "No, man, we're we're trying to make a tape. You you want in? I think I I kept on hitting you up because I was always trying to get you on a feature for my tape just to kind of make I it did, more legit. I did like two features for you. Yeah, we made it and. Uh, the song I had called Confident. This yep. like original called Confident. I think there was also, I think there was three actually. There was the one with French Montana. Yeah, for, um, Ocho Cinco. Yeah, Ocho Cinco was another one. When I, when I remixed Ocho Cinco. That was, that was an experience. It was a lot of trash. That was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of trash. There was a lot of trashy music, but it, it gained me some knowledge what not to do for the future. Wow. So after. Like, I started getting into, like, stuff with what became originally Harco Records. what we, Like, our own self-proclaimed label was when Rise came up. What, our first tape was Rise. It got shut down. I'll get into that in a little bit. But, like, <laughs> first time I came into the studio, this was in Riley's basement. It's still in this basement today, and it's still, like, my favorite place to go in the entire county. Um, we were having this huge studio session. They had, he has a little studio in this little bit in his room in his basement and it wasn't done building it wasn't done being built at that time so we were literally just standing in like a little wooden frame of like a studio box and i think the first song i ever did to that was slums to fame and it's still one of my most can you explain that what is it what are the slums to fame slums to fame do you feel like you're from the slums that that, uh, that's a tough question for me um <laughs> slums to fame i was just doing like do you think it was just kind of like a mindset thing it was a mindset thing yeah because name like people when people think bel-air in my own personal opinion i feel like they think more toward like bel-air rich people like over in the west coast like fresh prince of bel-air uncle phil jazz carlton all that they think that bel-air they don't know about bel-air maryland so like growing up i was i was always in like these townhouses i never really had a single family home like maybe once or twice <laughs> Joe, they were like but Joe, like wait a minute Uh-oh. this is not the california Air, but i know by no means any sort of and slum let me get area. into it let me get into it it's so, a nice i would say it's a pretty nice area it, bel-air decent, is like actually, middle class Bel-Air, upper middle well, class maryland has most millionaires per capita really mm-hmm. that's interesting the slums of like by, by that point I was still like a Ludacris fan, and I watched a documentary by Ludacris. He's like, "Fake it till you make it." That that was his motto ah, coming up. Fake it, it till you make it. There it is. So like, what better way? And like, Slump to Fame that has a catch to it. Like it has that kind of like catch. Like, oh man, I wonder what this song's about. You hear a song from called Slump to Fame. It's like, wait, what? A white boy talking about Slump to Fame? What? What's this gonna sound like? 
You click on it, it's like, came up from Bel Air, dreaming to be amazing, baller damn bitch, and still climbing for the pavement. Like, that kind of mindset, you don't expect someone to go that hard that fast, being from, like, like a white perspective like that. You know what I mean? Like, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to phrase it, but, like. You always say, um, JD, baby, balling like Kate. It was originally JD, baby, but then, like, more than I, I Why said, the balling, balling like KD? Well, that was actually originally a chorus. I made a song like you know how Logic did like he did like he started doing those um, Young Sinatras. He like Young Sinatra one, two, and three. Like I started thinking, man, I'd be cool if I made a song just called like JD and like then have like a JD two, JD three, and like so the first song like the first JD or like the chorus is like JD, JD, balling out like KD, and I was like, and it just kind of stuck, and it be started like became in my like signature like line full man. name like jd baby balling out like KD. KD. yeah ball out like is there more to like it because when you introduce yourself you always say what's going on it's jd baby balling like KD. So so that's, and it just came it kind of became my like my signature intro yeah it kind of just became my signature intro like within like like the last two two and a half years so do you say that on like every song you do like is the intro or no, no, no. I, I, I don't do it. And, like, if I'm just hanging out with my friends, I'm just like, yo, yo, what's up, man? It's the boy JD, baby. Bow out like KD. Like, <laughs> hotter than the AC. Cocky like I'm KG. Like, I just so I mix it up. You just, I like, mix add it up. to it every single I add time. To it. like, more and more. So, so it the depends. next time I see it depends you, on the situation. Like... It depends on the situation. Like, next... if it's, like, if, and it also depends on my energy. So, like, because, <laughs> like, some days I'm, I'm, like, I'm up early. Some days I'm not. So. What are, you, really... what are you right now? Energy wise, energy level one to ten. Where are you right now? Uh, prob- I would between a uh, six and a seven and a half. <laughs> a solid <laughs> six. Seven and a s- a half. So that's that means something. Technically, it's six point seven five. You want to take and think about it like that. It's a slight <laughs> thing. I'm really good at math, um, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it really just became like a whole kind of like. You know how like French Montana has to, ha, like, it, yeah, can you, like can you go over some of your ad libs, some of the favorite ad libs? You might uh, want to back up just a little bit so we don't get. I, oh, I know what you're getting at. So like, this was before designer. So like, Uh-oh. I always oh, every original was, designer. Ladies and gentlemen, just a warning: you're about to hear talking about designer before designer. Talking about like I had like this little gunshot thing. I couldn't do it with the tongue. Like like I couldn't do that. <laughs> originally so like because i had like i had to literally like learn and teach myself so i just did it with my lips so i was like like and that like and it just became my ad lib my ad lib and Dang. i just named it my ad lib and it just stuck with me for like a good two and a half like good that's two the years. go-to every single time not a, not nowadays like nowadays What's, what like is it I'm nowadays like, it really switches up it depends on the song like so, like i don't really do as much ad libs as i used to like of course you got the JD baby like I got the, like that in the background I got oh my goodness uh, like that's really it like that's really the only one I could think of off the top of my head because like I would really have to like go back to my like like my old songs and really just listen for the ad libs to really just name them but like recently like and then like the new coming years like. Let's get back to like let's get back to like rise and everything like when we were making rise like let's not okay let's not okay <laughs> alright sir let's go to what is the context of most of your raps well now now or like back then <laughs> bro just oh in general in general in general in general what do you usually rap about like usually I just rap about by the stuff way when is life. back then is this like two years ago <laughs> um probably like more like three to four years ago probably like three right. to four years ago okay but like so what's the what's the context usually? i just kind of rap about stuff in my life i kind of do I, like now i just do more stuff for girls like i just like i've Dang. been making more like kind of like more toward like rap and r&b type stuff like you ever start singing on any of your tracks i have oh wow. i have i do my own back by my own vocals too i mel it i make harmonies and it just it sounds beautiful can mm-hmm. i hear a little bit right now mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean yeah I, I can definitely do that you want me to do uh I released a song called With You not too long ago, and I kind of, like, did a music video for it. Mm-hmm. So, I like, it's like, baby girl, what you want to do? Do you want to go and get some food? That's only if you are in the mood. And if not, what you want to do? It's just me and you. Got the Netflix for the mood. I hey. can see it in your eyes. What you feel is true. And then, like, in the background, it's like, 
Like, baby girl, what you want to do? Do you want to go and get some food? That's only if you are in the mood. And if not, what you want to do? It's just me and you. It's just me and you. Netflix for the mood. Netflix for the mood. See it in your eyes. What you feel is true. Like, and that's in the background. The range, though. That is. You hear the high notes in there? You hear the low notes? I, I dig it. He does everything. Just you do that I'm, yourself. I'm like a full package. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the real deal. I'm really like wow. kind of like the real deal, just not known. Is there a song coming up about Tinder anytime soon? This Tinder girl. I could definitely do it. I could just literally make a song called Tinder, and it would just make perfect sense. The storyline would make perfect sense. Like I just like rec- went into the studio and recorded a song about the summertime weather, and actually I brought it with me. Ooh. If you wanted me to plug it in, it sounds like you were already anticipating. <laughs> we're not I, was, I really, I kind of was. I really kind of was. Like, can we hear it live a little bit? Yeah. Um. So it's like, whether else I feel like Cali every day, whether else I feel like Cali every day. Yeah, whether else I feel like Cali every day, whether else I feel like Cali every day. All the women out, all the fellas say hey, staring at us, walking past shorty say hey. California weather every day, now let the music play, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's the chorus. It was like, wow. it's, it's nice. like, it has like this little, it's cool little funky, like, kind of like soulful, jazzy kind of beat. It's kind of like a uh, Anderson Pack song. Dang. A little bit of an Anderson Pack kind of feel. You got designer, mm-hmm. Anderson Pack, French man. Montana. Dude, my my uh, influences for music expands beyond hip hop. Whoa, like what? Like growing up, I I listened to classic rock, hmm. classic rock, a little bit of gospel. So like Kirk Franklin, Aretha. Um, I listened to Whitney growing up. I'm not gonna lie. I I, li- I listened to a lot of the Beatles, ZZ Top, Led Zeppelin. Um, How do you think that that Metallica plays into your Aerosmith? current music well it gives me kind of like i feel like it would give me a little bit of advantage because like recently i got into beat making so most people think oh rock can't go into rap like people were like really just assume rock can't go into rap you're not like he's trying to be like another limp biscuit no like no that's not (laughs) what i'm trying to do you think about rock and rap originally that was run dmc run dmc murdered it and they made it a thing so you could really just sample anything and that kind of just expands my horizon a little bit more. Have you done that? Have you sampled? I think Zeppelin the, the one thing I've sa- like really done a good job with sampling was Everybody Loves the Sunshine by Roy Ayers. So like that. Boom, 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 ba-na-na-na-na. Like the thing in like when like Dr. Dre's sitting on the floor and like straight out of Compton. Like that song that's playing in the background. Like Everybody Loves the Sunshine. Bum ba dum, bum ba dum. Everybody loves the sunshine. Like that song, and that's like that's like one of my favorite kind of vibes because it has it's the, just slow enough where you can just really sample it. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is your goal with um your rap career? I just want to make music. I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite hobbies. It is actually it is my favorite hobby. It is part of my life just as much as. Going to school, hanging out with friends, spending time with my family, working—it's—it's it's a part of me, and it just stays there. Like, little right. Being, so, like, career-wise, career-wise, um, if I make it, if I make, I make, if I make it, I make it. Like, look at Little Dicky. He started making like he started like out marketing and like graduating from like what Who? university? Little Dicky. Oh, Dicky. Okay. Dicky. Yeah, he yeah. started at Richmond. Went over to the West Coast, started working out there for marketing, did, like, like the NBA commercial, like, playoff commercials and stuff like that, and then became, like, oh, this big rapper, professional rapper. And I feel like I could do the same thing. If he set the way like that, I could probably do the same thing. Is that kind of who you channel, do you think? He, he's definitely, a, like, a, a good modern insp- inspiration of mine. But, like, usually I would, like, like coming back to, like, the beginning, I, would ch- I was really just channeling that, like, my inner Eminem. I was trying to channel my inner Slim Shady. And is that like, is that because you're white, or is that come from partially? Someone's? I mean, partially. It's just like I, I like I would listen to a lot of Eminem growing up too. Like I had um, just lose it, basically just lose it, and without me memorized. Dang, just memorized. And like growing up, I would listen to the explicit version. I just didn't want to. I didn't know it. And like my mom would always like clean out the words and like get the clean version like stuck in my head like that clean version she had for me growing up just stuck in my head 
until I like really started getting into like the explicit versions. I was like, oh yeah, I could I could switch it up. Oh yeah, I I, I could <laughs> I could do this every day. And it was just, it was just like that casual thing for me too. So, do you think I, do you think as like a white rapper you have a lot of barriers, or do you think that like people like Mac Miller and Macklemore. I, I don't think there's Dickie. a lot of barriers anymore because if you think about it, it's 2017. It, it is 2017. I feel like people would like stop playing that. Oh, he's white. He can't rap card. Like I, I, I feel like that should just be pushed out the door. Like kicked out. Like Pam. Like just Martin. That whole idea. I, I feel like the only barrier I'll probably be judged on would probably be my social class. Like the middle class kind of situation, like it's like, oh man, he really he can't talk about this. He got back it up, kind of situation, kind of like um, Slim Jesus. Remember when Slim Jesus dropped? Um, uh, so don't compare yourself to Slim Jesus. No, I'm not. I'm not. But like you know how like he he's like originally like came out like I with savages you you get banged like you know like then he came out and said like I was just joking like he got like a lot of kind of he got really got like a lot of hate out of it from like the lower like the lower community. Mm-hmm. Like he got, he really got a lot of hate. So like, people are really just out to expose fake artists. And like, I'm really just trying to be as real as possible. Slumps to fame. Slumps to fame. That was really just my like stepping into the door moment. That were, that really was my stepping into the door moment. I was like, it was like a really like melodic, kind of like inspirational type of beat. So I was just like really trying to like have that inspirational flow to go with it. What's like, your What's your highlight of your rap career so far? Oh, I got a top five for this one. I got a top five. Can we start at five and then work our way up? Of course, of course. I I, I wouldn't do it any other way. I think I think like my first real highlight was when I recorded a verse for Click on the Rise tape, because that's when I really like really realized I could spit at a faster pace. So like I started like breaking. Click is one of the slowest beats I've ever heard. Yeah, but I could still like go like that kind of slight rap god kind of flow to it like like that kind of, but like kind of like a slower pace than that that was really like a highlight for me like i had like that kind of like like i, I kind of double timed it like i double timed my flow like the flow of the song you know it, it's like from what yeah from what i'm used yeah. to like that kind of slow kind of going with the beat so i kind of just like double timed it maybe even triple timed it and like just kind of like that was really just a highlight for me in my career and then what's four number four. oh i mean you started out so big yeah oh it's been top four. Oh, oh, top god god good god um number four number four was probably all yours all are yours these, are is the top <laughs> all five your, all just songs top five top five top five top five um are yeah, they just, just gonna like, be all songs that you've been on some of them are songs. Some of them are events. Some of them are events let's, that have let's happened. Let's skip the songs. Let's get to the number events. four. Was let's pro- get to number two. Or when does when do the songs stop? The songs stop probably at three. three? No, actually, no, no. Actually, number four. Number four. Actually, number four isn't all yours. Now I think about it. Now that I recall, number four was when Rise got shut down. Why did the mixtape get shut down? Well, the when the mixtape released, it blew up. In, the, in my area it, it blew up around here in harper <laughs> county it really blew up because like we really advertised the heck out of it and in the when we when we made click uh riley's bro- little brother alex um back then was uh a money now he goes by young coop alex i can go into that i cannot go into you that you don't need to but go either way <laughs> he he dissed one of his ex-girlfriends with some like sexual innuendos that were i would assume true from what he was like the, the attitude he was talking about it and she heard it and she basically snitched and took they like that led to like it being like shut down but little did people know i downloaded it and put it on my soundcloud because it's it was just so hard it was such a good tape and it's still like one of my like best memories in high school Number three, number like number three though, that was like my first concert. That was my first concert in my friend Kelsey's basement. That that was that was a, that was surreal because like the first like when we were doing like a rehearsal, like a rehearsal for it, it was like right. I think I just got off work from my new job. I just got off work from my new job. Where were you working? Well, this was like when I first started at Wawa. So I like just got off work at Wawa. I went right to Kelsey's house. 
and like we're just rehearsing and i'm just like i just grab a mic i start spitting a free i'm just having fun with it then when the concert Dude, i'm not sure if this was a concert i think it was a house party. it was a house party concert <laughs> was a, that's how like most local artists do like they just like they get what they they take what they get oh, all right approximately so, like, how many people were there oh good it was a lot of people i would say probably around like 50 60 people that's a lot of people i was surprised like most of them were playing beer pong in the back but i was like no, I'm gonna do me, man. I, I mean, I, I played my game already. I mean, like, I'm, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna do this concert. <laughs> so I, I show up in a throwback black '76ers Allen Iverson jersey. AI, AI, the goat. Um, my custom JD snapback. I had like, I started making like JD snapbacks at lids, and it was just like, that's my, that was just snapbacks. Like, how many do you have? Snap. Uh, in my possession, probably. I still have the original, and I, I have, like, this cool, like, I have my, like, my King James version. It's, like, a black, black JD so, like, hat with, like, gold letters. So, probably two. <laughs> it's two. <laughs> I only need two, man. I, I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to over oversell the idea, because then people are going to... I still... He's used to, like, I still have the original, like, there's 20 <laughs> of them. I still have the original one, because, like, I lost the original oh, King James one, like, King J version of it. So, so you had two, you lost I, one. I yeah, I had three. It was three at that point, but I lost the other, so I had to get the third. So I, I have, to, I have two now. It's a, like it was a, a mock version. It was a mock. It was a mock version. Then I got the actual version. So I show up with that, <laughs> and I had like a Wu Tang Clan chain back in high school. I still have it, and it's worn out like crazy. But I wore it to the concert. I was like, no, I'm just good. I'm, I'm gonna do this. So like, I had a song called F with Me. When I, when like when it came out, I, it was like a rage song because it's a long backstory of, about a girl. So like, it was like I heard like I just thought, what if like I, I was trying to like mac on her and like she kept on turning me down. So I just channeled all that rage. It was like, and it just turned out to be a huge banger. So I opened up to that, and like I brought a thirty pack of natural light to the concert. <sighs> Mind me this, because my intro to the, coming out to the to like the stage, what we were calling the stage, was absolutely epic, and this is still one of my greatest moments of all time. So, I'm hanging out by Riley. Riley's DJing the whole thing, and I'm like, I'm just, I got my like nat, I got my beer in my hand. I'm like, I'm sipping on it. I'm sipping. I was like, it's like about halfway through. I'm like, Joey, grab the mic. You're going on. It's like, okay, bet. Grab the mic. Step around the whole stage area. Right. Finish the beer. Crack the can, fastball, chuck it right into the trash can, and like grab the mic, like, what the f is up, Harco? And like, and then like the beat's going, it's like, yeah, I y'all know what this is, and like I'm like, f with me, I take your beat, <laughs> f with me, and I kill you, snake, yeah, yeah, f with me, cause I'm about that. Glock, Glock. Let's go to three. That was three. So back to two. All right. Um, two. Moment number two. Getting turned down by Towson. Whoa. Getting turned down by Towson. Explain that. Cause on one of my tapes, I made a whole song about like saying it like. It comes back to a song. No, but it <laughs> slightly goes back to a song. So like on one of my songs, I was like about to go to Towson. Yeah, finna graduate. Like. And like getting turned down, like I had to go to Hartford for two years. So Hartford Community College, for those who don't know. So the and lyrics ended up being false. Ended up being false. Fake but, news. Uh, or predicted. I would say predicted because I'm going now. Oh, so you were like foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Like three. Years it was a. It was. Now. It was originally falsified, but then became a foreshadowing. That's deep. It is. I think it is. And um, and I, I think I learned more out of it because like my first semester. At Harvard, I took popular music in the United States with my professor, Benny Russell. Benny. First class out the gate. Class that changed my life forever. It's a class that changed my life forever. So first out the gate, he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? I was like, hey, hey what's up? Hey, what's up, professor? How you doing? It's like, doing good. Hey, what do you want? Who, who's here seen straight out of Compton? I was like. Yeah, you know I saw that. You know I saw that, Teach. You know I saw that. It's like, what'd you think of it? It's like, it was a good movie, man. It was, it was really good. It was really, it was really well told. I was like, what was it about? It's like about four kids from Compton making it out. It's like, how'd they make it out? And he really got me like questioning. It's like, how'd they make it out? How do you think they got out? It's like, 
oh man, you know, they just they just put in the works like made it like Joey, I'm going to tell you something right now. The music industry is owned by the man. It is owned by the man, and nothing gets past the man when it comes to the music. Like it's very, very much a business, and like that's when like opened my eyes. I was like, whoa, like that like wow factor really just kicked in, and that changed my whole perspective. It changed my whole perspective of like how like some people make it, some people not. How like the music industry really really revolved around like money instead of like people actually just making it out of like straight luck or like talent or anything like that so like change my whole like approach kind of like my whole approach to it how did you change your approach like back like when i first started i kind of like i was like doing the fake until you make it like when i that like my when that mindset changed and like like that one first class i was like i gotta start being more real with what i write i gotta be real to me i gotta be real to the people around me otherwise i'm just one big lie among a whole sea of lies Wow. That's when that changed. What's your number one moment? My number one moment. The anticipation is so real. Oh, my goodness. The moment we've all been waiting for. Probably. Like, we're just talking about music. We're just talking about life. Your rap career. My rap career. Um, number one moment. That That's a, that's a tough narrow down. Um, <laughs> You're the one that said you have a, top five. It, it, yeah, but it's like it's a, like a two-way tie. It's a two. It's a split two-way tie. You should have said six, bro. Now you got to pick one. Nah, I know. Um, probably my first official music video, just making the music video and deciding which songs to do, and just like shooting it was just an absolute blast. Cause like I had so much, ex- like free expression because we instead of just doing like one song for the first music video, we decided to do two. We decided to do one song I had called My Ghetto. And then the other song I had, like this R&B song I had called With You, like that. Baby girl, what you trying to do? Yeah. Like, I made that, like, the second part of the music video. So, the whole time, like, we spent a good ten total hours filming this video. And we went to Graffiti Alley, the bridge right near Graffiti Alley, for, like, a couple of walking shots. Fells Point, M&T Bank, and Patterson Park, and the pond, the uh, pond in Patterson Park. And like at sundown. So now you did this video. It sounds like all in Baltimore. We, we yeah we I, I for did. a song called My Ghetto. Yeah. Well, what I, is the significance behind that? The significance behind My Ghetto. It was like more of a, like more of an expression kind of thing. I just wanted to tell people, look, you don't gotta come from the projects to like have a good like like to I, rep I, the I, I like to rep to rep. You don't have to like no not not I don't necessarily live in Baltimore, that like but like, it's my ghetto area. Like yeah like I live in Bel Air, Maryland, I would call like my neighborhood my ghetto. I would just call it, like it's your neighborhood. You rep your neighborhood. Just be proud of your neighborhood. So you're using ghetto as like as a like, synonym for neighborhood. Yeah, as a synonym. Yeah. Is there a reason behind that? Like why do you like use that breaking stereotypes? Just wanted to break some stereotypes. You don't got to like come from a certain you don't got to come from I don't from, know like, that's a certain, that's like a factual thing. Like you don't got come I like I was just like I'm trying to tell people you don't got to come from like this part of society to make it big and come from any part any part of society you just gotta have the drive and ambition so if you come from a in your opinion if you come from a really nice area you still would consider that the ghetto it would have to be his ghetto like his or her ghetto depending on who's coming from it's your it's your it's your block it's your it's your neighborhood it's your friends your family that's just how it like played in my mind that's just how it plays in my mind like you don't really gotta come from like like most rappers like we can say are like from Harlem, we could say like Harlem, Compton, like big rappers. We could have like Harlem, Compton, Brooklyn, uh, Flatbush, um, projects, like the projects, basically like the projects, like drug filled <laughs> areas. Like, I'm trying to break that whole barrier down with my ghetto, if that makes more sense. It doesn't at all. So, wow. So, like, how do you compare that to people that actually come from actual ghettos? Like, when you say my ghetto, compared to somebody that came from the actual ghetto like how do you like how do you like make those similar like i'm, I'm, I'm confused here. i mean like sing some of the lyrics maybe that'll like, help put it, it involves a lot of dj scratches so just be warned you were warned like so it's like it has that like bum 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 yo what i rep my ghetto yo what I rap my ghetto, get get ghetto, get get ghetto. Can we like get to the verse? 
Coming from the south of the line, from the uh, no, hold on, it's like coming from the south of the line called the Mason Dixon, shooting like I'm wanting, hashing like I'm Katie tripping. If you really listen, you could hear the thoughts of all the women like raping all, all, all the. Uh, I forget. <laughs> this doesn't have a No, you know how long it's been since I looked at the lyrics. Good no, it's right like now. I have not like I have not looked at the lyrics in forever. It's like but it creates a whole like the basically if you listen to the song, I can even give you the link to my SoundCloud, it's on there. It's a story. It's a story like that says like be proud of where you're from. Basically be proud of where you're from. To sum it up. J Dog. J D baby ballin' like K D. <laughs> JD, baby, baller like Katie, hotter than the AC, ladies, please. Hotter than me. the AC. Cocky like I'm KG. Wait a second. <laughs> so you're hotter than the AC? Hotter than the AC. <laughs> okay. Air conditioning. Yeah. It's cold. Joey, thank you. You're welcome. So much for coming on to the show. It's always a pleasure for us. Always a pleasure. Do you want to link anybody up with where they can find you, where they, where can, they can listen find to your me. music? Um, datpiff.com. Just type in J space D-O-G, J-Dog. You'll see my face on most of the stuff. Um, Earth the Bars is under my name. I, I put it under my name. Harco. You look up Harco. I'm also on there. So, like, Earth the Bars. You ever look it up. has, like, Faraz and Riley on the front cover. I somehow made it to the back on a, in like an astronaut costume. I don't know how that ever worked. Uh, check out my newest uh, project or my most recent project, Gold Tape. It's on my SoundCloud at J underscore How many mixtapes do you have? I want to say eight, maybe eight. Wow. Ones that actually put like how many to. songs are? And I'm working on another one right now. Yeah. How many songs are on each? I go for at least ten on each one. Just have a good assortment. It's a lot of songs. And it's not just rap either. It's R&B. Some of them are R&B. Some of them are just like, uh, like cl- club songs. Like bangers. Yeah, it's just banger season part two, man. If anybody needs to follow you on Tinder. Just look for the white boy in a snapback. And you'll, you'll be in the right and direction. And a mustache. And a You're mustache. rocking a crazy mustache right I'm, now. I'm rocking Thick the, as your eyebrows. I'm rocking the Narcos right now, man. I'm, I'm rocking that Narcos stash. Wonderful. Shout out to Pablito. We don't uh, mess with no gringos. Last question. If you could be any flavor, what flavor would you be? That's an excellent question. I give, I really put a lot of time into this question. And that would have to be a vanilla caramel swirl. Explain. Partially <laughs> vanilla. Partially vanilla. Partially that caramel. So by caramel, I mean Latin. Latin American. <laughs> because they have the baddest women, the best food, and the craziest, the craziest parties, and some of the most danceable music I have ever listened to. Prime example, gasolina. <laughs> like it's just, it's just so cool. Like, like Spanish music, like that, the Marachi bands. It's just catchy. It's that it sticks in your head, and I'd love it. Because really, I'm Italian, man. Okay, vanilla caramel. What was it? Vanilla caramel swirl. So the the swirling of the vanilla caramel. Okay, this has been another episode of Strange Flavors. We'll talk to you next time when we meet another stranger with another flavor. Came up from Bel Air, dreaming to be amazing. Baller's ambition, so you know I'm always fading. Looking like a track star, straight hair racing. Started from the bottom with recording in the basement. Took it to the pavement, showed up on the court. Falling like a pro, always going for the boards. Man, I'm flying like an eagle when I'm dunking, I was sore. And I'm eating mighty wings like I turn a carnivore. Uh. Guess dreams do really come true Toyota truck and I run through It's like GTA or NYC I have white girls twerking better than my lead uh. J-Dog man I'm back Shout out Guap boy cause you know he keep it trapped Man I grab my bands and hit the club All the girls make a clap And I still got choppers in the car And that shit going black, black Rich and famous to say the least